0: Here our number eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one, eight, seven, seven, three, eight, one, three, eight, one, one. We continue here behind this microphone to root for the Ukrainian people. And hope that they will take out as many of the enemy as possible. There's some concern Putin will resort to chemical weapons, which he has done in Syria before. Backing the Syrians in that regard. Uh, We should not romanticize what is taking place here. Ukrainian people are truly courageous people. And their president will go down in history for a thousand years. But they're still fighting a very formidable army. Has the army been slowed? Yes. Yes. But that means they can get hungrier and angrier and even more violent. I'm noticing and I'm pleased that so many countries around the world are finally providing the Ukrainians with military support. They're not asking for latkes or easy bake ovens or uh, blankets. No, no, they want weapons to defend themselves. And the EU is providing them, Germany is providing them, Sweden's providing them, and so forth and so on. And these economic sanctions seem to be having a real pinch. But you know what's bothering me? I don't feel like the United States has taken the lead in this at all. And you better believe that if something good comes out of this, Biden's going to take credit for the whole thing. It's like with the virus. There's no credit to be taken here. The Ukrainians should have been armed up early on. They should have had more jets early on. So they have more capacity to defend themselves and go on the offense. Because when you're defending yourself, the goal is to go on the offense. That's what my father always told me. Don't sit there and be a punching bag, hit the other guy square in the nose. That's playing defense and offense. White House keeps announcing new sanctions. I do not understand why we're just not unloading crushing sanctions. I used this line the other night. And it was picked up by the usual plagiarists out there, the Washington types, regurgitating this. Right scoop gave credit to the wrong individual. That's okay. This is what I said Friday on radio. Cut one go. You know, folks, let me say this. The sanctions that we're putting in place are really not our sanctions. They're so the sanctions that the Europeans will agree to and nothing more. Germany is a weak link. Germany is a weak link. And Germany so rather now, than, Germany just reversed itself. So. Now they're providing weapons. Now they're agreeing to cut off some of this swift economic activity, swift system, as they call it, because now they see they're about to get pulled into this war, too. Go ahead. Do you realize we're not putting sanctions on the Russian energy industry? Let me repeat that. We're not putting sanctions on the Russian energy industry. So let me put a fine point on this and underscore this. And I bet And by the way, this. to my knowledge, we're still not putting sanctions on the Russian energy industry. It's absolutely insane. Go ahead, Mar. But that's good. They're all listening and writing. Joe Biden has put greater sanctions on our own energy industry than on Russia's. Let me repeat that for the slow of hearing. Joe Biden has put greater sanctions on the American energy industry than he has on the Russian energy industry. He has prevented drilling on federal lands. The problem is the federal government owns about 25% of the landmass of this country where much of our natural resources are. Our natural resources aren't in Newark, New Jersey. They're not in Scranton, Pennsylvania. They're in the great Midwest and the West and off the coasts, much of which has been nationalized by our government. And then on top of that, the regulations and uh, what he did, he reversed on Anwar. So let me repeat, if you're going to sanction our own energy industry and not sanction the Russian energy industry, what the hell do you think is going to happen? People are buying Russian oil and gas and they can't get it from us. And we're among the ones buying it. All right, enough said. Maybe right scoop will correct that. But that said, yes, Biden has placed more sanctions and harsher sanctions on our oil industry than on the Russian oil industry, and that is the case as I speak today. Today. Twenty six percent. We import twenty six percent of natural gas in this country, and we don't need to. But he keeps pushing this Marxist green new schlemiel deal, and it's really outrageous. Here's Jen Pasaki. Still going at it. Cut three, Mister Producer. Cut three. Go.
2: Well, first, George, I think on the energy sector, the way that the president, President Biden has approached sanctions is we want to take every step to maximize the impact and the consequences on President Putin while minimizing the impact on the American people and the global community. And so energy sanctions are certainly on the table. We have not taken those off, but we also want to do that and make sure we're minimizing the impact on the global marketplace and do it in a united way. I would say that the congressman's recommendations there, the Keystone Pipe Pipeline was not processing oil through the system. That does not solve any problems that. But mis- it would
0: have been processing oil through the system. You need to f- finish that pipeline and others. Get these things online. Get them pumping away. Get them working. We don't know where this war is leading. Destroy the one industry the Russians have oil. That's their only industry. That and vodka. But that's it. That's their only industry of any consequence. You flood the market. You kill their industry. You quote unquote defund their military. This is a major national security tool. Go ahead.
2: Maybe a
0: a, a misdiagnosis of what
2: needs to happen. I would also note that on oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil. We had
0: reduced our dependence on foreign oil. We were an energy independent nation, but I don't know how many tanks run on solar power. We're dealing with nitwits here. We're truly dealing with, with pathetically stupid people. Pathetically stupid people. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, how do we run a military on batteries, on wind power, on solar power? Anybody know? Nobody knows. It's so stupid. And this this demonstrates uh, how right we are. How right we are. Brad Sherman, who's a creepy left-wing goon from California, here he is on MSNBC yesterday. Go ahead.
2: What do you make of these sanctions? Do you think they'll make any difference when it comes to
0: Putin's movements inside Ukraine? Not really. This is... Uh,
3: Putin. He's under- talking
0: about America's sanctions. Even this guy gets it. He's talking about American sanctions. Ladies and gentlemen, the most effective sanctions right now are, are being unleashed by the European Union, by the NATO countries, even by Germany. We're like... Following some other uh, leader, our leader, so-called, isn't doing it. He's not leading. Really quite, quite worrisome. Go ahead.
3: expecting at least uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of, uh, of casualties. Um, these sanctions are actually rather modest uh, compared to what we did to Iran back in 2014.
0: Now, this uh, guy is a hardcore pro-Biden, pro-Democrat leftist, this guy, Sherman. He sees it. He sees it. Go ahead.
3: The SWIFT system to cut them out of uh, international banking. And the reason we did it is because uh, both the United States, but particularly Europe, want to keep buying Russian oil and natural gas and uh, want to keep paying for it. And, of course, need a banking system to pay for it. So I, I think the uh, the sanction against Putin personally is... Uh, uh, an attack, you know, uh, uh, a public relations action. Uh, he'll take it as a slap in the face, but uh, it's not near um, the kind of sanctions that would really hit the, uh,
0: the Russian. Power. All right. He's exactly right. And we still need more sanctions. Heavy sanctions from the United States, the greatest industrial power on the face of the earth, and we're not getting them. You're going to hear on TV the Russian economy is dying and everything. The Russians are used to living with very little, especially the government that, that controls the military. But we can crush their economy. Ronald Reagan crushed their economy. We can do this. But there's got to be some kind of leadership out of the United States. Not taking credit for stuff, but actually doing stuff. And we're not doing nearly enough and we can do a lot more but we're not doing nearly enough it's a big problem a lot more when i return i'll be right back Mark Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free, pocket-sized Constitution right now, at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. So I was at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee event. I've been there many decades. And I noticed a few things. Number one, I must have had a hundred candidates come up to me asking to come on my radio and TV show. Now you see why I can't do that, ladies and gentlemen? A hundred candidates. This isn't RNC TV. It's not GOP radio. I can't handle a hundred candidates. And they all want pictures, which is fine. But I'm not there for candidates. I'm not even there to meet candidates. I'm mostly there to meet many, many young people from colleges and universities all over this country. And there was one fat slob at the end there who came up to me, and I swear I came within an inch of flooring this guy, who sticks his video camera in my face. Some of my family's heirs were getting ready to leave. Makes these outrageous lies and stupid comments. He's a big Dumb guy. And trust me when I tell you I wanted to floor this guy. But I didn't. Uh, and should he post anything on the Internet, which is fine by me. He can post whatever he wants as long as he posts the whole thing. I'm going to ask you folks to find out what his name is. And if he's tied to the candidate he says he's tied to, we're going to have a Levin surge to defeat his candidate You can't go up to radio and TV hosts and try and intimidate them into backing your candidate. Again, I don't know what this slob's name was, but I'd love to know what it is. And I'll bet the candidate he claims to support would love to know what it is, too. Putting that aside, I can't back, I can't get involved in all these races and destroy the content of this program, just bring on one person challenging one person after another. It's ridiculous. But I was literally overwhelmed. On the other hand, so many wonderful patriots I met. We took pictures and selfies, and I shook as many hands as humanly possible. I just want you to know there's great patriots out there, many young men and women, minorities and so forth. It's just fantastic. And I watched the president's speech up close and personal. And then I watched clips of George Stephanopoulos grilling Senator Tom Cotton about what he said was Trump, what Trump said. And what the media do, the the probed media in America, is they cherry pick. Donald Trump was even mocking reports of the past that said he was a big fan of Putin. He made it clear that he thinks Putin is smart and Biden is stupid, but he condemned Putin. He condemned the invasion of Ukraine in the strongest terms. And he said we should pray for those people. It's all there. There's a transcript. There's a full video. But George Stephanopoulos and Andrea Mitchell and others chose not to run the full video. I guess it would take up too much of their propaganda time. So they have an entire discussion on a pseudo event to push their propaganda that somehow Donald Trump loves Vladimir Putin. He never said it, and that wasn't his point. You can have very, very evil people who are smart. That was his point, and he he believes this man is evil. And instead of George Stephanopoulos focusing on the current president and wondering what the the Russians must have on the current president and his family based on these lousy, weak sanctions that our government has placed on Russia, he goes after Trump. Tell me, George, what do they have on the Bidens? They've got something. Why isn't he sanctioning the, the Russian oil companies? At least put the same sanctions on those oil companies that he puts on our own. Right, Steve Moore, you agree with me? I think he does. I know he's listening. Good, good friend, as a matter of fact. So that was putrid. And Andrea Mitchell, that was putrid. Trump had a beat on uh, Putin long before Biden. Biden comes into office and starts lifting all, all the sanctions. Because he's an appeaser, he's weak. But I'll take credit for what all these other countries are doing. And I want to say this to Governor Yunkin of Virginia and some of the other governors, you're right, and thank you. Use whatever economic and financial clout you have, your pension plans and all the rest to choke our enemy in Russia. That's right. That's right, you neocon artists. He's our enemy. He thinks he's our enemy, and he's right. Choke him off! I'll be right back. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free, pocket-sized Constitution right now, at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. The
0: the best time I had at CPAC, of course, was with my wife on stage. And we only have 20 minutes. And we got off, and people said, we wanted to hear more. I said, well, we only have 20 minutes. But... uh, Very brilliant, very incisive, good sense of humor, and that all comes out. Not me, her. And um, we have a wonderful, wonderful time. And so uh, that was my favorite time. I also met Frank Mir. Frank Mir. The former heavyweight champion. UFC slash MMA. He's a big patriot. First of all, he's big. But he's a big patriot. I miss Tito Ortiz, and there was somebody else there, I don't remember. But they're going to have some big freedom fight, Mr. Beducer. I have the link to this. I think it's going to be in Miami in March, and I'm going to it. And Frank's going to be giving some of the commentary, and he said, I could sit right next to him. Now that's going to be cool, don't you think? Isn't that unbelievable? So that was exciting. You know, there's not a lot that excites me. That does. Right, Rich? I go, whoa. UFC, baby. And he's a big fan of the show, by the way. So I wanted to let you folks know that. All right, now back to it. Back to it. Why should we care about Ukraine? You know? When my wife Julie and I got on that stage, the audience heard from speaker after speaker... Very little about Ukraine, or for the most part, very little support for Ukraine, other than I support Ukraine, but, you know, Zeb Gorka and I uh, are from the same mindset on this. Of course Ukraine matters. Now remember, he grew up in Hungary. It's right on the damn border there. But people are coming around now. Not going to play the whole thing but in part here's what i said cut which one is it rich 23 cut 23 go
4: while we're here and having a really good time and we love our conservative that's my beautiful
0: wife by the way yes
5: Go. there's
4: there's something horrible going on what five six seven thousand miles away why should we care about the ukraine
0: well if people don't know why we should care about the ukraine by now than are Helen Keller. All you have to do is see what the Russians are doing. All you have to do is see the border countries, Romania, Hungary, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Poland. These are real countries. They're part of the alliance, the American alliance. And these are countries that have been conquered before by Hitler and Stalin and Putin. If anybody read what he wrote last summer, 5,000 page rambling uh, essay 5,000 words actually but go ahead on Ukraine he's looking well beyond those countries he's not even talking about the Soviet Empire he's talking about the old Russian Empire this is a desperate man who will do desperate things he's a killer and I want you great American patriots to know something I am proud of constitutional conservatism I am proud of the great Ronald Reagan. I am proud of the great Donald Trump. Hold on now. And the reason I have supported these men and the reason I am who I am and do what I do is because we don't pretend that when freedom-loving people are being crushed and slaughtered by an enemy of the United States, that it doesn't matter. It matters. Taiwan matters. Israel matters, Cuba matters, Venezuela matters, Ukraine matters. That doesn't mean you send American troops willy-nilly into these areas, but it also doesn't mean you sit on your hands and pretend nothing's going on. These people wanna live and they wanna fight. They should have arms to kill as many of these bastards as they possibly can. And I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear because our borders open, our borders open because of the fool in the Oval Office, that that means we shouldn't care about Ukraine's sovereignty or somebody else. How about we care about our sovereignty and their sovereignty? We have a president of the United States who places harsh sanctions on our oil companies and no sanctions on the Russian oil companies. Explain that one to me. Cut 24, go.
4: I was going to say to all those people who say, what, do you want to put American troops on the ground
0: there? Nobody's, there's not a single, even Lindsey Graham's not proposing that. So nobody's proposing sending, and I love it when they say you're going to send your kids? Don't we have an all-volunteer military? We do. Okay, first of all, we're not sending anybody's kids anywhere. Secondly, I'm more than happy to compare my family's involvement in wars to most anybody else's family. That's not the test here, ladies and gentlemen. You want a world war? Then become an ostrich, put your head in the sand, and let the Russians roll through one country after another. Violate our own treaty agreements, pretend nothing's going on and then Xi's going to say well what the hell, I'm taking Taiwan and then the regime in Iran's going to say well what the hell, I'm firing missiles in the Tel Aviv, you want a world war? That's how you get a world war. Weakness in the face of these genocidal maniacs. I'm not saying do stupid stuff but I'm saying be effective. And this all received very positive support. Even media I picked up on this that there is, in fact, a divide of sorts within the Republican Party. I don't know why my views would be considered divisive or even controversial, since they are consistent and they are traditional and they are effective and they work. And they work. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this piece of it, too, Mr. Producer. Let's go to cut 22. Go.
4: You used the term American Marxism before. You stole my thunder. I love that phrase. uh, You know, when you look at what Biden-Harris, Harris-Biden, whatever, they're interchangeable, what they have done in their attempt to literally decimate the Constitution and our Constitutional Republic, we are now all either oppressors and oppressed, we're racist, we're white nationalists, we're this, we're that. Everybody's grouped. You named that one, you distilled all of that to what's been going on in one short year to two words, namely American Marxism. You wrote a book about it. I'm not advocating people go buy it because I'm sure everybody in here already did. Um, But, no, seriously, it's it's very important for people to understand, because a lot of times people call the left, they're liberals, they're progressives, they're socialists. No, these people are Marxists. And I think it's very important for people here to, to use that term. So, you know, flesh it out for them so they know well, so they're armed, <clears throat> out, knowing how to explain it to people.
0: Critical race theory isn't socialism, is it? Transgenderism is socialism. Climate change can be socialism. It's bigger than socialism, though. It's an ideology, not just an economic ideology, that includes socialism. And so, when you look at critical race theory and the people who are behind it since the 1970s, which is anti Martin Luther King, anti-integration, anti-judging people by their character, their character rather than the color of their skin. When you look at this transgender movement, what do you need a transgender movement for? You wanna lop something off, lop it off. What do I give a damn? You wanna add something? at it, have a party, I don't really care. But now it's a movement? What do you mean it's a movement?
4: Yeah, it's to break down family, right? It's to
0: destroy the nuclear family. family. That's what it's about. And, uh, and, and, and to indoctrinate your children about all these things. Climate change? Climate change, gee. What's the weather five days from now? They don't have the foggiest idea what the weather is five days from now. They sure as so don't have the foggiest idea what it is 50 years from now. Every time we have a hurricane, a tornado, the wind's blowing in the wrong direction, it's climate change. Look at this. They bow to false idols and they demand that the rest of us do the same damn thing. Climate change is the degrowth movement that grew out of Marxist movements in Europe. They finally came up with a nomenclature. Well, cooling didn't work and warming didn't work. We had a bad winter, you know. Climate change. So anything that happens. And whose fault is it? yours anybody who's a capitalist an entrepreneur anybody who believes in the free market system you're killing people you're killing the earth so what's the answer to destroy capitalism that's all it is look at their proposals it's to destroy capitalism they want to regulate it they want to tax it they want to have strict liability crimes that they call environmental rules they're not even environmental rules they want to make it impossible for this nation to flourish. This is a Marxist movement. Just like the attack on the family is a Marxist movement. And faith. What's that? And faith. And faith. Read, you know, the Communist Manifesto wasn't the biggest or greatest thing that Marx and Engels wrote. They were activists. They wrote it to help foment a worldwide uh, revolution. But you read it. Destroy the family, destroy our economic system, destroy our institutions. He says in there, for a period of time, there will be despotism. Yeah, period of time, you know, like in Russia for a hundred years and uh, in China, it's never stopped and so forth and so on. And I got to thinking, we call them by the name they want to be called. Oh, they're progressives. Oh, isn't that a nice passive term that doesn't define what these people? Oh, progressive. They're very progressive or they're very liberal. Uh, because, you know, uh, liberalism used to mean us, you supported liberty, Rethinking. You're Jeffersonian liberalism. Now we're right-wingers, you know, and uh, white nationalists, even if you're not white, and white dominance, aside, all the rest of it. I said, you know what, we got to have the guts to call these people what they are. They are American Marxists. We got to explain what it is. They may not be Marxists in every technical sense, but they're Marxists in every other sense. Uh, And they are trying, when they go after our children like they are in the classroom, when they tell you what you can say, you can't say, when they go after you for what words you use, wokeism, which is another stupid word for, you know, uh, destroying people's lives and so forth. When they do those things, that's pure Marx. They're trying to brainwash. They want uniformity. They want conformity. That's what they want. So call them what they are. American Marxists. All right, ladies and gentlemen. See, you didn't even have to go to CPAC. I'll be right back. Mark in. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Here, in part, is what President Trump, listen carefully, said about Putin. Cut 20, go.
1: Nobody could ever believe how bad and weak and grossly incompetent it has been. And when you have a weak president who is not respected by other nations, you have a very chaotic world. And the world hasn't been this chaotic since World War II. I think we can say that. We can say that very strongly. I have no doubt that President Putin made his decision to ruthlessly attack ukraine only after watching the pathetic withdrawal from afghanistan where the military was taken out first our soldiers were killed and american hostages plus 85 billion dollars worth of the finest equipment anywhere in the world were left behind yesterday reporters asked me if i thought president putin was smart i said Of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. I'd like to tell the truth, yes, he's smart. The NATO nations, and indeed the world, as he looks over what's happening strategically with no repercussions or threats whatsoever, they're not so smart. They're looking the opposite of smart. If you take over Ukraine, We're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country? Are they going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically?
0: Now, let's stop. Does this sound like a president who's in the back pocket of Putin? So why didn't the media play this whole clip? This is why. Because it goes against their narrative. If George Stephanopoulos had played this entire clip for Senator Cotton, then Senator Cotton would have known what was said. But George Stephanopoulos has not a single ounce of integrity in his system. Not one. Go ahead.
1: The problem is not that Putin is smart, which of course he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Dumb. So dumb. they so far allowed him to get away with this travesty and assault on humanity. That's what it is. This is an assault on humanity. So sad. Putin is playing Biden like a drum. And it's not a pretty thing as somebody that loves our country to watch.
0: Does that sound like Trump is in Putin's corner? I mean, it's so ridiculous. Our hateful, disgusting, corrupt, phony media. This is what George Stephanopoulos focuses on, on his pathetically joke of a Sunday show. This is what Andrea Mitchell, all through her slobbering stupidity, focuses on. This is where they try and put senators on the spot who didn't see the whole speech. Or weren't at CPAC. He's pounding Putin. He's angry that NATO and Biden would say, well, we're not going to do anything militarily, we're just going to do sanctions. Obviously, Trump's view is, you don't take things off the table, but even if you are, you don't tell the enemy that. If anything, this clip shows Trump to be the smart leader that he is. And so they try and turn it inside out, ladies and gentlemen. They try to turn it inside out. That's the problem. I've got a lot more when I return, and I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship,
1: Pure Talk. He's here. He's here.
0: The media are talking about this large, massive convoy. Russian tanks and troop carriers and so forth heading for Kiev. And um, this is why I'm just, as a commentator here behind a microphone, so frustrated that if this little country had more jet fighters, uh, the Russians would be very careful about having a multi-mile long convoy, wouldn't they, Mr. Producer? It would be easy pickings. Easy pickings. Or if they had enough drones, easy pickings. Uh, I don't know what we're providing. I mean, I think it was 36 hours ago the administration announced $350 million in military aid. Ladies and gentlemen, $350 million in military aid doesn't do crap. The Germans are doing more than we are now. The uh, European Union is doing more than we are now. I'm very, very concerned about this. Uh, There's a piece here at AOL, I guess it is. Really Yahoo News. Since launching an invasion to Ukraine last week, Putin and his country have faced intense international backlash, ranging from crippling economic sanctions to condemnation from the worlds of sports and culture. There's not been enough condemnation from the worlds of sports, just some. Just some. And there's not been enough sanctions. I don't understand this ratcheting up thing. The guy's now dropping, uh, uh, what do they call those bombs? Anyway, on schools and hospitals. Who doesn't care about life? The U.S. taken action against Russia, including... uh, sending half a billion dollars of military aid. The group is also freezing the assets of Putin and other Russian officials, as well as freezing roughly half the country's foreign currency reserves. It's also targeting Belarus, which is thrown in with Russia, of course. And it's President Alexander Lashenko, who's allowing his country to be a military base for the assault. Uh, let's see. The EU said it would be banning Russia Today, Sputnik, and their Russian state media affiliates from the airwaves, so they'll no longer be able to spread their lies. Chancellor uh, uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said in a speech Sunday that Germany would be increasing its defense budget in response to the invasion, calling it a turning point in the history of our continent and adding, it's clear that we need to invest significantly more in the security of our country. What happened to Merkel. Merkel used to blame this guy for blocking her from doing these things. Well, she was a fraud and liar. Uh, He says uh, he had already announced last week that his country was halting certification of the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. I like this. Far-right Hungarian prime minister. Why not just say Hungarian prime minister? They don't even call Putin far-right. Viktor Orban, considered an ally of Putin, announced that his country would not block any of the EU sanctions against Russia. This represents a notable departure for Orban, who met with Putin in Moscow on February 1 and said afterward, Russia's security concerns were reasonable, that sanctions against the nation were pointless and doomed to failure. Hungary, which borders Ukraine, is also bracing for a flow of refugees. Well, it looks like Orban had a change of heart, like have uh, many of his surrogates in our own country. Can't trust Putin. The United States announced it was targeting banks, oligarchs close to Putin and Putin himself. That's all I see here. The U.S. has also been pushing other countries to take harsh measures. He says, uh, we'll strike a blow, Biden says, to their ability to continue to monetize their military. I'll degrade their space industry, including their space program. It'll hurt their ability to build ships. What will? We're not getting a whole lot of uh, specifics, are we? Switzerland. Switzerland. One of the latest and most notable reactions to the invasion is the fact that Switzerland has chosen a side. On Monday, the famously neutral country said it would adopt European Union sanctions against Moscow and freeze Russian assets located in its banks. Government adopted sanctions specifically against Putin, Prime Minister Mikhail Mushkin, and Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Good for them. That's a good thing. Even the Finnish are getting involved. The two nations that border Russia were threatened with serious military political consequences by Moscow if they were to join NATO. But both of them brushed off the threats. Finnish foreign minister Pika Havisto said, We've heard this before and don't think that it calls for a military threat. Finland's 830-mile border with Russia is the longest of any European Union country. I want to be extremely clear. It is Sweden that itself and independently decides on our security policy line, added the Swedish prime minister. Uh, Magdalena Anderson's, she said in a statement. Asia. Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan are among the nations to announce their support of Ukraine and condemnation of Russia. Japanese Prime Minister Fumo Kishida said his country would join in freezing transactions from Russia's central bank and limiting exports, as well as pledging $100 million in humanitarian aid. To UK. Doesn't it sound like the rest of the world is doing more than Biden, Mr. Producer? I'm I'm quite serious about this. Why are we not blowing out this guy's energy industry? Why are we not blowing out this guy's energy industry and opening ours? It's very simple. (coughs) Excuse me. I told Ukrainian President Zelensky that Japan is with Ukraine, said the president of Japan, and offered firm support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. South Korea announced it would also be blocking strategic exports, potentially including electronics, semiconductors, and computers, as well as helping to limit Russia's access to SWIFT system, the financial system. Taiwan said it would be joining in the sanctions and its computer chip companies will be complying. I want to talk about Taiwan in a minute. Airspace ban. Russian aircraft have been banned from flying over the entire European Union, a move taken over the weekend by all 27 countries. We are shutting down the EU airspace for Russian-owned, Russian-registered, or Russian-controlled aircraft. They won't be able to land in, take off, or overfly the territory of the European Union, including the private jets of the oligarchs, they said. Canada has announced similar measures. I said they ought to take that Trudeau and put him in charge of stealing bank accounts and all the rest of it. This guy's had practice on his own people. Eurovision, the annual song contest featuring representatives from across the region, said Russia would not be allowed to compete in the popular show, which boasts over 180 million viewers. Now you might say, what that's all about? This reaches into the Russian population. It it is important, actually. From a psychological point of view, at a minimum. The announcement came after Ukrainian petition and general blowback in response to the competition's initial decision to allow Russia to remain in the field. The European Broadcasting Union has announced that no Russian act will participate in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. The Russian Grand Prix Formula One has canceled its race, scheduled for Sachi in September. That's been dealt with. Uh, and uh, let's see here, the 2022 World Cup, indefinite ban against Russian teams. The move came a day after the organization issued much lighter sanctions, resulting in severe criticism. The And it goes on. I don't see anything here from any of our professional leagues. Do you, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah, you, you know what? Good point. They're busy kowtowing to communist China. They can only kowtow to one genocidal regime at a time. I'm waiting for LeBron James to speak out. I'm waiting for all the anchors at ESPN to speak out. I'm waiting for that Papa or whatever that moron's name, and and what's the other guy's name? not, Not the basketball player, the coach. I'm waiting for all these clowns to speak out. I'm not hearing anything. Where's the owner of the Mavericks? What's that billionaire's name? I forget his name, too. God, am I the only one losing my mind? My, Mark Cuban, that's it. Where's Mark Cuban? Or as Bernie Sanders would say, Mark Huber. Where is he? Nowhere. Where are all the big mouths? Where are all the big mouths in professional sports? Where are they? They're nowhere. Where are the big mouths in baseball? They're busy striking. Oh, Okay. Where are they? They're all the big mouths. Nowhere. Where are you on ESPN? I thought you cared about human rights. Apparently not so much. Apparently not so much. The governors all across this country, both parties, doesn't matter. Use your pension funds as a weapon against this country. Russia, not ours. Use your pension funds use your investment funds take a close look at what your states produce whatever they produce cut it off from Russia choke that bastard out of office he's not our friend I don't care what some of the frauds, phonies and finks have to say he's made that abundantly clear America's not the enemy America first baby not second or third and I'm very serious about this. Meanwhile, you're not going to believe this. Biden administration is still relying on Russia to finalize the Iran nuclear deal. That's our intermediary. When we come back, we're going to have Alan West on again. I wanted to tap into his his intelligence here. But I want to get back to this after. The Biden administration is still relying on Russia, writes Adam Credo still relying on Russia on the nuclear deal with Iran. This is what I'm talking about. Sweden's doing more than we are. I'll be right back.
5: Mark Levin.
0: All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on The Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new carrier. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month, you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. Republican primary to nominate the gubernatorial candidate in Texas. The, uh, the in-person vote begins tomorrow morning, and I support Alan West. As people said, has Mark endorsed Alan? He said he would vote for him. I don't know how else to explain it. If I'm going to vote for him, haven't I endorsed him? But Alan West, my friend, I want to ask you a different question right now. You're the president of Ukraine. You're in charge of the military of Ukraine. You see a, uh, a Russian line that's 30 to 40 miles long with tanks and army personnel carriers. You see them trying to encircle your city, and you're in that city, your biggest city with 4 million people. They're coming in from the east, the north, and the south. They're trying to encircle you. The people are armed. Your military has not collapsed. They're still fighting. It's not a very big military now. Arms are starting to come in from other countries. It's about time. Um, what do you do? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but just thinking. What, how, how would you handle a situation like this? This president's pretty, pretty amazing, isn't he? This Zavinsky.
3: Yeah, it's good to be with you, Mark. We just pulled into Beaumont, Texas. It's our last stop before tomorrow, and. Uh, I will tell you, first and foremost, uh, he's doing better than Joe Biden going away for the weekend to Delaware and Mm -hmm. leaders lead from the front. And I think that's what you see with President Zelensky and uh, how interesting it was that, what, three years or so ago, this guy was a comedian and now he's leading his people against an onslaught from uh, Vladimir Putin. And so what you do is you break these folks down into what we call hunter-killer teams. You break them down to, you know, uh, five to ten-person squads, and you have decentralized operations so that the Russians don't know from whence they're being attacked, and they really can't uh, form any type of uh, firm resistance against what you're doing because they don't know when you're going to hit them and from where you're going to come from. It's kind of like the old French resistance that uh, stood up to Nazi Germany back during World War
0: II. It seems like that's sort of what they're doing, no? A combination of that?
3: Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, I would think that Vladimir Putin would be a student of history, and he would remember how the Germans got trapped in Stalingrad and that's the exact same thing they did there. They broke down into small hunter-killer teams, sniper teams, uh, small squads that uh, decentralized operations. Because when you start to get into urban warfare, you're going to get bled to death, especially if you're in uh, heavy mechanized units. And uh, nobody knows that city better than the people that live there.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, he's got his military... Oh, but a gentleman came up to me at CPAC uh, over the weekend, Alan, and he said to me, and this guy knew his stuff. He said, most of the media don't understand how the Russians fight, and they do it every time. They, they, they basically yeah. have three tiers. They send in the first, which is decent. They send in the second, which is so-so. They send in the third, which is their elite, uh, to really put in the stinger, you know, into the neck. And he said, and, that, and so when the media say only about two-thirds of the Army that he has there is committed, that's because he holds back the last third until he's ready to really pound them out. Is that your understanding?
3: Yeah, there's uh, that's called reinforcing success, and you don't want to put your uh, creme de la creme troops in an uh, in initial onslaught. But the problem is that uh, his initial onslaught is not meeting their objectives, and so that's pushed his uh, third tier or third wave back uh, behind schedule. And the other thing that you have to look at is what they are seeking to do. Uh, The Russians, they're on a set timetable. One of the advantages that our military had over the Russian military was that we were very decentralized. I mean, you could have a good, strong corporal or squad leader that could go out there and lead. But the Russian military is still very centralized. And, 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 again, it's much the same as what we saw with Adolf Hitler trying to control things, you know, from his, uh, from his parapet. And I'm sure that Vladimir Putin is trying to control things. And uh, I saw that picture of his two generals sitting, uh, I don't know, about 10 or 12 feet away from him. They didn't look very happy, and he doesn't look very happy. So uh, that's, that's the advantage that Zelensky and the Ukrainian people have, is that they can operate decentralized, and the uh, Russians are not going to be able to do that.
0: How is the European Union and Germany and other countries, how are they going to get them weapons if the Russians have such a big presence? I guess they can still come in from the West, right, from the NATO countries?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they can still come in from the West. I would presume uh, the Russians don't have air superiority, but I would not risk having cargo planes come in. I would still try to do all of the shipments on the ground. And we have Poland that is there. That's an easy way that you can get those, uh, those assets and those resources into the people in Ukraine.
0: Now, that's interesting what you just said. They don't have air superiority. Shouldn't they have air superiority by now?
3: You would think they would have the air superiority, but uh, I was reading some reports. There's uh, this Ukrainian pilot that I think has notched six or seven uh, shoot-downs of Russian aircraft. So that kind of lets you know that maybe there aren't this strong, venerable force that we thought that their training Mm -hmm. is not as high as it is. And the other thing you have to start thinking about is how did they get bled out as far as their uh, their oil and gas resources? Because tanks require a lot of uh, fuel. And we saw in, the, in one clip where there was a Soviet, I mean, a Russian tank that was just broke down on the road because he was out of gas. And the other thing is uh, supply and parts and things of that nature. So the further they go into Ukraine, the more they extend their supply and logistical support lines, which is something, again, that's very easy to cut off if you have decentralized operations, kind of like Francis Marion during the Revolutionary War and how he was attacking Cornwallis down, uh, preventing him from linking up, uh, up in Virginia.
0: You would be a spectacular governor. And when we come back, I want to talk about that. Alan, what is your website again, quickly?
3: West, the number four, uh, 4 com.
0: West4Texas.com West, the letter, the number 4 Texas.com I've endorsed him in the Republican primary which takes place tomorrow and we'll bring him right back after the break Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive, cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost-of-living increases, are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this, the more lines you have, the more you save. Right now you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line, that's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this, go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you, find the phone that's right for you, or just bring your own. Then this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N, podcast.
1: levin the champion of liberty and true conservatism call mark now 877-381-3811
0: retired lieutenant colonel alan west fantastic combat veteran fantastic congressman fantastic gentleman husband father You know, Alan, tell the American people a little bit about your family's involvement in the military. It's broad, and it is deep. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: You know, that's our legacy of service, sacrifice, and commitment to this country. My my dad was a corporal in the United States Army. He served in World War II, and the Army was segregated at the time. My father-in-law, he did 24 years in the United States Army. Uh, two combat tours of duty in Vietnam with the 23rd Division. Uh, My dad is buried in Marietta National Cemetery. My father-in-law is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. My older brother did uh, a tour with the Marines in Vietnam. He was wounded at a place called Khe Sanh. At the uh, age of 15, my dad challenged me to be first officer in our family. And 31 July 1982, I became a commissioned officer in the United States Army Field Artillery at the University of Tennessee. And now uh, my nephew, who is my older brother's son, he is a lieutenant colonel in the Army, also a field artilleryman and a paratrooper, and uh, he is heading toward his 20th year and waiting on the battalion command list. So that's that's our family.
0: Wow, it's a remarkable, remarkable family, so patriotic. And you've decided to be David against Goliath here. You've decided to take on Abbott in the Republican primary. Tell us why you would be a better governor, and tell us some of the weaknesses that you've seen in the current governor.
3: Well, I believe that we live in a constitutional republic and not a constitutional monarchy, and I don't think that any elected official has the enumerated power to decide who or what is essential. And I don't believe we should be ruled over by edicts, orders, mandates, and decrees, which is something that Governor Abbott did. We should be governed by the rule of law. Uh, When I think about how he changed the election law here in Texas by extending early voting from uh, two weeks to three weeks in November 2020, that's something that's under the purview and the responsibility of the legislative branch. And uh, just look at the fact we still have uh, vaccine mandates in Texas. We uh, have our children that are going through uh, hormonal therapies, puberty blockers, basically being chemically and physically castrated. And most importantly, uh, the government is not protecting the sovereignty of the great state of Texas, which is affecting the rest of the United States of America because we have a porous open border. And if you want to talk about an invasion, we got one right here in the state of Texas with this transnational narco-criminal terrorist organization called the Cartels.
0: So what would you do differently to secure the border? Did we lose them? Are you there, Alan? Hello? Hello? Yeah, what would we do? What would you do differently to secure the border? I'm sorry, we have a little technical Hello? problem. All right, we lost him. We're going to get him back. Uh, he's on the road. He's on a bus. He's campaigning like hell, which is what you need to do. It's a darn big state, Texas. And so the question on the table is, what would you do differently? You see some wonderful things also being done by the Attorney General of Arizona, who I've endorsed, who really is on the offense with this issue of uh, – Okay. Uh, So, Alan uh, West, what would you do differently than the current governor to secure the border?
3: Well, first of all, you've got to designate the cartels, as I said, as a transnational narco-criminal terrorist organization. Uh, We're not fighting against a business organization. We're fighting an insurgency. You also have to cut off the taxpayer-funded benefits to people coming here illegally. Uh, We have to assume control of the border and create a border control zone. Uh, because the federal government has abdicated their constitutional duty, as according to Article 4, Section 4. And then, I think most importantly, the uh, non-governmental organizations that are getting uh, federal taxpayer money to put illegals on buses and planes, we have to revoke their licenses to operate here. They're 501c3, not-for-profit organizations, and we just don't allow them to operate in Texas.
0: So you would basically, you talk about the Constitution, as you mentioned earlier. You would trigger the invasion clause, basically, that the federal government is not protecting the state from a foreign invasion. And that would give you the power to use the National Guard in ways that really is not being used right now.
3: You're absolutely right. And so in creating a border control zone, we would have, uh, if you're familiar with Texas people out there, Highway 90 to the north, the Rio Grande River to the south, and you already got the designated sectors extending from the uh, El Paso sector, uh, Big Bend sector, Del Rio sector, Laredo sector, and uh, Rio Grande Valley sector, and you put your troops there, and you give them the right mission, task, and purpose, rules of engagement, and you put them on the uh, interdiction, I mean the uh, infiltration routes, and they interdict the people coming in. Uh, And you force folks to go through the Uh, the normal border crossing points instead of looking at the points in between. And we can still utilize the uh, border wall as a physical barrier, but you use it in the places where there are wide open spaces to channel and funnel people in so that you can better control that flow coming into Texas.
0: Do you think your military background, your training, the, the dealing with strategy and the movement of personnel and so forth would come in handy in dealing with the southern border?
3: Uh, Without a doubt. I mean, you think about it. uh, Back in 1991, I was deployed over to protect the border of Kuwait. I spent time in Iraq and two and a half years in Afghanistan. So I've been in these situations fighting against insurgencies or an invasionary force. And it's just basic tactics, military tactics, one on one. How do you understand the terrain? How do you control the terrain? how do you give your forces the right task and purpose and the mission and, and equip them and, and uh, prepare them, and most importantly, the rules of engagement. And We've got the cartels fired across the border, and our governor's telling our troops not to fire back. That That's insidious to me.
0: I didn't know that. So Abbott's saying don't defend yourself?
3: Yeah, basically. I mean, when you fire across an international border boundary, that's an act of war. And so uh, a lot of people here in Texas are pretty upset that uh, we're focusing so much on Ukraine where we're fighting an invasion right here where people are shooting across our border.
0: My view is we can focus on both. You know, Biden didn't focus on both is what bothers me so darn much. Absolutely. And uh, um, what about the taxes in Texas? I suppose you'll never raise an income tax there and so forth.
3: No, no. We have a state constitution. Uh, to the to, amendment to the constitution says we can't have a state income tax But our property taxes is really Marxist in nature. I mean, it's a progressive tax, and it also eliminates private property ownership, and it's the sixth highest in the country. So I say we go back to how we did taxation prior to 1917 when we created the personal income tax, and that was a consumption-based tax, because I think that you should never tax people on their income. You shouldn't tax people on their property. Uh, You should tax people on the goods and services that they're going out and purchasing. So that's what we're going to get done in the 88th legislative session next year.
0: And that's very, very important. So people can determine what their taxes are going to be based on how they conduct themselves. You don't want to tax people out of their homes. You don't want to tax people's income because then you're striking at them. You can literally lose your home if you don't pay your taxes and can't afford to pay your property taxes, as opposed to cutting back on something, uh, uh, you know, uh, and reducing your taxes that way. This is something conservatives have supported for decades and have done nothing about. So this is... uh, Near the top of your list, I take it.
3: It is absolutely the top of the list, and it'll be one of the emergency priorities that uh, when I give the state of the state address next January, two thousand twenty-three.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you find that you're up against the establishment, the Karl Rove types, the Bush empires, people like that?
3: Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that, and that's why the governor has amassed such a sixty to seventy million dollar war chest, but uh you know paratroopers we don't care about what's in your wallet we care about what's in your heart and uh i don't see a governor that's leading with his heart i don't see a governor that's leading and caring and putting texas first he's putting all the other lobbyist groups and all the other special interests first and Texans see through that and they want to change
0: but am i right i you know i'm not there it's is it the uh is it sort of the the carl rove related establishment who are lined up against you
3: yes sir absolutely right as a matter of fact uh it was Carl Rove and that establishment that was lined up against me uh, when I was running for state party chairman, uh, and we ended up winning seventy six percent to like twenty four percent. So I'm used to going into the fight, and uh, I'll always have three smooth stones, and that's all you got to have.
0: Does Carl Rove think he owns that state? He certainly thinks. Th- he certainly acts like he does.
3: Yeah, well, he's about to get uh, a, a, a pink slip.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, And how about the Bushes? Have they endorsed anybody?
3: Uh, No, uh, they sat out of this, but uh, I I think we can pretty well understand where the establishment uh, is here in the uh, state of Texas. And that's the problem, Mark, is that We have got to start making a clear delineation between constitutional conservatism and progressive socialism. When I'm, you know, reading your book, you know, American Marxism, we're up against the philosophy of governance. This is not about political parties anymore. It's about understanding the right and true relationship between the individual and the institution of government. And sadly, we have people with an R after their name that they still believe that the institution of government is supreme and and sovereign over the individuals. And that's not the United States of America. That's not Texas.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alan West, any any, uh, final words this evening before Election Day tomorrow?
3: Well, we just want to make sure that people get out and vote. It's March the 1st, and the interesting thing, Mark, is March the 2nd is Texas Independence Day, the only state in the United States of America that has its own Declaration of Independence and its own Independence Day. And the decisions that we make uh, tomorrow will uh, solidify or cause us to lose future Independence Days For our children and grandchildren. So I want people to come out and make sure they're participating in voting.
0: And if you were governor would you do everything you could financially to make sure that you would cut off Russia, Communist China, and these other entities that really are our enemies?
3: Oh absolutely right. I mean we've got uh, two Chinese telecommunications firms that are here in texas zte and huawei we're going to send them out of texas we're going to enforce our texas infrastructure protection act and the other thing is that that's where the fentanyl comes from it comes from china they send it to the cartels they manufacture refine and bring across the border and it's killing americans i mean we're talking about last year one hundred thousand americans died because of fentanyl Mm
0: -mm -mm. alan west one more time if people want to help you and you need them to turn out tomorrow in droves where do they go
3: they go to west, the number four, texas.com, west4texas.com. And I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you face to face, Mark.
0: All right, brother. You're, you're, you're such a tremendous individual and gentleman, a class act. God bless you, my friend.
3: God be with you, and be well.
0: You too. And you folks in Texas, some of you have already voted. Uh, and, and, and Abbott's a perfectly nice man, don't get me wrong. But I think Alan West is a great leader and statesman. I really do. That's just Mark's view. I did live in Texas for a little while, by the way. I'll be right back.
5: Mark Lovin.
0: All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on The Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new character. Ultimately I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved three hundred dollars on my new phone, got fifteen gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone dial pound two fifty, say Mark Levin, and this month you'll save an additional twenty five percent for your first three months. Or just go to PureTalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. Some U.S. governors are taking matters into their own hands, as AOL reports. In Pennsylvania, their Liquor Control Board is removing all products sourced from Russia. Now, that may not seem like a lot, but vodka is a big deal over there, so whatever you can do, small ways and large, you do it. Um, They're going to remove all Russian-made products from their shelves. Uh, in Colorado, uh, State's Office of Information Technology and Department of Personnel Administration are looking through all their state contracts. Uh, any Russia state-owned companies currently doing business in Colorado will be terminated. Now, before that, on Saturday, Governor Glenn Yunkin of Virginia ordered the Department of General Services to review all contracts, determine whether any state tax dollars were being spent on goods and services from prim- primarily Russian companies and to cut them off. He also requested that, that the Norfolk Sister City Association, a nonprofit citizen diplomacy organization, immediately end its relationship with Kaliningrad, Russia. Uh, the Virginia Retirement System Board of Trustees and University Endowment Funds were also called to divest any and all holdings of the Russian ruble and any and all securities of Russian companies. Uh, Youngkin said, uh, I think we have to stand up and take every ounce of economic sanctions we haven't used, and we need the international community to come up with this. And it's a big moment for the international community to stand up and say we won't allow this. In Texas, um, the Texas Restaurant Association, Texas Package Store Association, and retailers uh, remove all Russia, have been asked to remove all Russian products from their shelves in Ohio, Uh, The state's Commerce Department is to cease the purchase and sale of Russian Standard, the only Russian vodka sold in Ohio. New Hampshire, same thing, Uh, and on and on and on. So it's not like Russia is a big commercial powerhouse. It's not. But that's also the reason why all things, big and small, need to be cut off. And let me say this to you colleges and universities with these multi-billion dollar endowments. If you have any money, in any way, directly, or even lightly connected, lightly connected to Russia, cut it off. Cut it off. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. I will speak bluntly, I've heard from a lot of you, a whole lot of you, that you were quite angry that Life, Liberty, and Levin didn't air this Sunday. Instead we got two hours of Trey Gowdy. I get it. The program I had prepared was totally relevant that was taking place, but they wanted live programming, and this Sunday I couldn't do it. So we put together a fantastic show. We had Alan West and James Garofano, two combat retired lieutenant colonels. And I thought a killer monologue. And we went into this at great depth. Nothing really changed on Sunday from a newsworthy perspective that required the program to be preempted or canceled, if you will. But because the push was for all live programming, we couldn't do it. So I regret it. You would have loved the show, I'm sure. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the same fate for this Sunday, and I will do the very best I can. But there's going to reach a point that if this keeps happening, there's no point in me ever doing the show. Right, Mr. Producer? It's not a threat. It's just, okay, if you want to do more of the same, I'm not the guy. I'm not the more of the same guy. I'm just not. It's the same with radio. It's the same with book writing. It's the same with, uh, Levin TV on Blaze. As Popeye said, I am who I am. And I don't mean maybe. Or something like that. Been a long time since I've watched Popeye. 60 years, maybe. (laughs) But anyway, maybe I'm mixing that up with, uh, the, the hamburger thing. Anyway, so, uh, that's the deal. I'm not going to do shows that don't air, whether it's radio or TV. I'm not going to write books that aren't read. And um, it's just the nature of the beast. I'll look for other things to do. Other platforms. That's the great thing about competition, you know. The great thing about competition. But when we're in the heat... Of, of, of something that is so incredibly important like this, where I've spent a lifetime studying these issues, um, it's really frustrating and uncomfortable for me to tell you folks, well, uh, I won't be doing it this week. I'm a team player, I'm a good soldier, but I also am independent. Independent so hopefully this week will turn out the way it should biden administration relies on russia to finalize iran nuke deal as putin invades ukraine adam credo at the free beacon now this is mind boggling it's unbelievable it's like sanctioning american oil companies more than russian oil companies which is what this administration is doing even as moscow invades ukraine the biden administration is relying on russia to solidify a revamped nuclear agreement with Iran, a deal that senior Republican foreign policy leaders say will be approved in the upcoming days without any input from Congress. Now, that's unconstitutional and violates existing statute. As Russian forces press further into Ukraine, threatening to spark a world war, the Biden administration is rushing to finalize a Russia brokered nuclear deal with Iran. Representative Michael McCall of Texas. The lead Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee told the Washington Free Beacon, this guy won't come on the show either. I don't know what they're afraid of. These tough guys who talk down Russia and China, and they should. Russia's further invasion of Ukraine is reprehensible, but we can't lose sight of the next national security crisis as it forms before our eyes. He said the Biden administration's reportedly rushing to finalize a deal with Iran brokered by Russia, and it does not want Congress to review in violation of U.S. law. It's more in violation of the Treaty Clause of the Constitution. The framers of your Constitution did not want one man to enter into arrangements with other governments or international organizations without the body politic taking a look at it. And in this case, the Senate. Really, back then, it was the state legislatures through the representatives in the Senate. Throughout the conflict, the Biden administration has kept diplomatic channels with Moscow open in the hopes it can push Iran into accepting a deal that will provide the world's leading sponsor of terrorism with billions of dollars in cash windfalls. McCall and other Republican foreign policy leaders who spoke to the Free Beacon about the situation warned that this reliance on Moscow is undermining American America from negotiations surrounding a nuclear deal Providing the Biden administration with an opportunity to skirt congressional view of any deal. This is incredible. How come Biden's never called a dictator? How come the Sunday shows didn't question the financial ties between Biden and various European countries and the communist Chinese? How come they don't raise questions about him? They're raising questions about Putin's mind, whether he's lost it altogether. Well, we know our president has. Maybe Putin has too. congressional review of any Iran nuclear deal was enacted with broad bipartisan support to ensure legislative oversight of any dealings regarding the nuclear program of the world's leading state sponsored terrorism. McCall said if the administration circumvents Congress, that is a blinking red light for the American people that this is a bad deal. Is that the best you can do? No wonder McCall won't come on the program. If he's violating a federal law like he violates multiple immigration laws, it is an impeachable offense. You don't just whine about a bad deal. You whine about illegality. You whine about what he's done to the office of the presidency. And you impeach his ass. Congressional Republicans stand mostly united in opposition to a new deal. And have warned the Biden administration that if it signs an agreement without first consulting Congress as required by the law, that deal, and the sanctions relief included within it, will be dead on arrival. This is a Reagan moment for our country, but we have a Carter president in the White House. I'm all for the glib glibness. It sounds great. What are you going to do about it? Biden has vowed to break relations with Russia as a result of its Ukraine invasion. The reliance on Moscow, then, in talks... With Iran signals that these promises will not be enforced. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand Biden is a very experienced Biden. It's Trump we got to worry about, not Biden. Just clear the slate and think for a second. Clear your mind. Look what Biden has done to us domestically and internationally. We have no domestic tranquility. We have anarchy all over the place. The murder rate and crime rate through the sky. People stealing things willy-nilly. Wide open borders. People coming in. 100,000 killed from fentanyl every year now. We've never seen anything like this. The drug cartels, which are vile and vicious. The drug cartels now have various strongholds in the United States. People are pouring into the country. We don't even know who they are. We don't even know who they are. Look overseas with Iran. He's going to sell out the state of Israel and those Arab states that are friendly to the United States and Israel. You watch. He'll sell out Taiwan as quickly as he sold out Hong Kong. Did nothing effective. Look at North Korea. They're firing missiles left and right. And even look at Russia. We're not leading anything. In battling Russia. The Europeans have stepped up. Their institutions are stepping up. But most of all the Ukrainians are fighting like hell. They're fighting like hell. These are great brave men and women. They're arming up like it's the Warsaw Ghetto. Fox says there's a 40 mile line of tanks and armored personnel carriers. 40 miles heading for Kiev. Now think about that. Their president stands strong. The cabinet stands strong. Members of their parliament are standing strong. Young people and people up to the age of 60 making Molotov cocktails. They have rifles. They have pistols. They know what they're up against. We should have armed these people so earlier. And they're using these tank buster missiles. You know who gave them them? Trump. Isn't it interesting how the reporting is going? Isn't it interesting <clears throat> that they aren't getting it right? Trump helped arm up that country. And yet they tried to remove him based on his support of Ukraine. Twisting what he said, just like they twist what he said at CPAC the other night. The corrupt, phony, disgusting American media. It's the Pravda of America. America Pravda. I'll be right back. Mark in. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait, time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number: 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299 or visit americafirsttaxgroup.com/levin. Nancy Pelosi. And yeah, by the way, this Mark Warner's all over the place now. You never hear from this guy with his weird mannerisms and all the rest. And all of a sudden, He's for the military. He's a big patriot. He's a big clown. That's what he is. He's a do nothing joke of a senator. Speaking of which, Nancy Pelosi should have been put out to pasture a long time ago, really. She's in a video meeting this weekend and she equates Russian invasion of Ukraine to Republican quote assaults on our democracy in our own country. This is a sick woman. This is a sick woman. All those Botox treatments have obviously leaked into the mush that is her brain. Cut six, go.
4: As we talked about Ukraine on the trip, uh, we talked about the fact that the invasion, uh, the assault on Ukraine was an assault on democracy. Barbara took the uh, uh, time to talk about assaults on democracy. Oh my God,
0: can't any of these uh, octogenarian Democrats speak? (laughs) They get jawlock or something. Go ahead. Our own country, Putin, was engaged in
4: trying to disrupt our own elections. But separate and apart from that, what's going on in our country about uh, the vote and the the role that you're playing to fight for passage in the Senate and, and the rest on voting rights in our country. Sure. Once again, Madam Speaker, connecting what's taking place abroad to what's taking place in our own country This And what we see taking place in Ukraine now is a direct assault on democracy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, It's similar to what's happened in our own country, don't you know? See, these people are the ones who incite violence. While they investigate everybody else. Nancy Pelosi incites violence. I hope they hear me over at the George Soros front group called Media Matters, which is filled with mental morons and frauds and phonies, all of whom should be deposed about the real work that they do over there and how they rip us off with their tax-exempt status. Publish that, boys. Then we have Adam Schiffless on MSLSD yesterday. These people are, as I said, sick. Cut, seven, go. Talk about how important it is... To have the United States, the European Union, and NATO in lockstep in pushing back against Russia. Because that, when Donald Trump was president, that was not assured. Hey, dummy, this is Jonathan Capehart. Nobody's ever heard of him before. He's just another moron on MSLSD. It's Donald Trump who built up NATO. It's Donald Trump who sanctioned Russia. It's Donald Trump who gave tank-killing missiles. To the Ukrainians, you clowns. Stop rewriting history. But then, of course, they bring on shiftless. Go.
3: No, it wasn't at all. Uh, He was, you know, Donald Trump was uh, busy during his four years denigrating NATO, uh, isolating us. Hey, schmuck,
0: schmuck, schmuck, schmuck. That's not what happened. Did he denigrate NATO? Yes, in order to build it up. You see, the Germans weren't paying their fair share, and neither were half of the other NATO countries. Most of the Eastern Bloc countries, the smaller countries that were newly freed as a result of Reagan, not clowns like you, uh, they were paying up. But the big countries weren't. France, Italy, Germany. So Trump took them to task. And they poured more into their military than they had before. But still not enough to meet their requirement of 2% of GDP. Go ahead.
3: Allies. Allies. Uh, It would have been a very different world uh, if the United States right now wasn't able to rally.
0: Shut up, you idiot. You shouldn't even have a law license. That should have been yanked a long time ago. Hey, California, Ethics Committee, Supreme Court, what are y'all sleeping? The hell's going on out there? This guy alters evidence, whether it's text messages. He makes false statements about the testimony that they receive. He lies about his relationship with a whistleblower. Ooh. All of that stuff. And he stores a law license. This is what gives lawyers a bad name. Where are the authorities in California? Look what they're doing in New York to Giuliani and this one and the other. Where are they in California? You see, it's not the American Bar Association, it's the left wing slip and fall ambulance chasing bar association. And by the way, while I'm at it, this nominee that Biden chose for the Supreme Court, I don't care if she's the first this or that. She is a crazed, radical, left-wing hack. Biden picked the most radical person he could. The most radical. And then uh, I heard uh, Sacco and Vanzetti on the radio the other day, Mr. Producer, Say, oh, they're just replacing Breyer and you can't stop her anyway. And the Republicans say, oh, what the hell? Now, I've been in these battles for Clarence Thomas. I was in the battle before for Robert Bork. These are battles, battles that you have to fight. So you get people who talk through their ass rather than use their brains. These battles are worth fighting because they educate people. They inform people. And you don't want to encourage these kinds of nominations. You put up a fight. Well, you know, Sacco, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, Vansetti, I suppose it will. Uh, let's save our powder for another battle. No! No, what is this, frickin' frack? Not in the least, you battle them. You fight the best you can. It informs the American people. It lays the groundwork for the next battle. If you're so green and you don't get it, then you make statements like that. I didn't even hear him. People sent me emails. Mark, to whom are you speaking? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You battle this. It's your country. It's your... Sur- well, the politics... You never know. Why would you surrender? Does the left surrender? Of course not. This woman needs to be exposed. I don't care what her pigmentation is, what her genitalia is. I don't care. This is a person that wants to make rulings that affect your lives. Whether it's your faith, whether it's your children, whether it's your borders, whether it's your country, and in Washington, D.C., on the court she serves on, she has been a disaster, not just an activist, but a down-the-line Obama-Biden Democrat, a down-the-line anti-Trump Democrat, dressed up in a judge's robe. She should be fought tooth and nail. Tooth!
1: And now, I'll
0: be right back. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800 806 1299. Hello, 800 806 1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash LEVIN.
1: Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, eight seven seven, three eight one, three eight one one.
0: Hello, my friends. Well, there's some very stupid people commenting over at PJ Media and elsewhere. I don't even look at the comments. People send me the links. You've got a handful of anti-Semites and others because I dare to speak the truth about Americanism versus populism and nationalism, you see. And I don't know how many times I have to explain this. So I'm not going to explain it again, at least not for now, because the Lame brains will never understand it. And when they write comments, they demonstrate that they are exactly what they say they are. Nationalists and populists who reject Americanism. They have no clue. No clue. Tell me. Tell me. There was a Third Reich, were they nationalists? Were they or weren't they? Tell me, the French Revolution, was that a populist revolution? Tell me. Is the Constitution a nationalist constitution? Is it a populist constitution? I'm dealing with stupid, stupid people who have keyboards and nothing else to do. They sit in the basement of their mother's home. Eating Hershey Kisses. flatulating wearing boxer shorts and tank tops. With five days growth, whining about how America has punished them. They're really no different than the Marxist left. Really. That's why I always tell you, we constitutionalists, we're not right-wingers, we're not left-wingers. We are what we are. It's self-explanatory. And so the media try to throw us in with these frauds, phonies, and buffoons when we want nothing to do with them either. You have unalienable, God-given rights. That has nothing to do with populism or nationalism. That's your Declaration of Independence. There's nothing like our Declaration of Independence. It is a statement of individual sovereignty and liberty. And governments are to be created to protect that individual liberty and sovereignty. This is why John Locke was the most popular philosopher During the revolutionary period, he understood this. During the constitutional period, he was very popular too. But then we had separation of powers. All these things set up in your constitution to protect you from populism and nationalism, to protect you from mobocracy and autocracy. And these morons who comment have no idea what they're saying. None. Instead, I'm saying this stuff because I'm a Jew. I'm saying this stuff because I'm a rhino. I'm saying to deal with so many stupid people, it just becomes overwhelming, Mr. Producer, does it not? That's why I try to reach out to you folks. You're smart. You are inquisitive. You understand American history. You understand these nuances. You're not about pounding the table and running around with bumper stickers. You're the real deal. And that's why this program is as big and popular as it is, and it's been almost 20 years now. You don't want to hear the morons and the, the idiots come lightly and all the rest. I just wanted to point that out. Now uh, we have Andrea Mitchell on Meet the Depressed, and I guess she's in charge of Meet the Depressed this Sunday. Or, or no, Schmuck Todd is there too. Who was the guest? No, 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 no. Danielle Pletka, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. She was the guest. No, it's a round table. Got it. Cut five. Go.
5: I covered former President Trump. (laughs) He likes
4: strongmen, remember. And so this is something that we saw consistently throughout his presidency, Danny.
0: Now, what does this have to do with what's going on with Russia today? You have Joe Biden who kissed Putin's ass. That lifted most of the sanctions that Trump had put in place. I don't know who this Welker is, but she sounds like another toady. Go ahead.
2: I think Trump, President Trump's judgment on uh, Russia and on Putin has not been awesome. I think Mike Pompeo misspoke. I don't think that now, Mike who Pompeo... Who is this
0: person I, that's not been awesome? What are we, in seventh grade? Again, she didn't hear what President Trump actually said about Putin and what Putin had done. They play these clips as a trick. They don't play two or three minutes of them because people might say, wow, Trump really makes sense there. And they're not going to expose their Meet the Depressed audience to actual Trump speak. They'd rather put words in his mouth. You know, he actually likes strongmen. He really does. So stupid. Danielle Pletka, well, he hasn't been awesome. Been pretty awesome, actually, Danielle. But anyway, go ahead.
2: Several like, times, David. I know, Andrea, but I don't think that's what he believes. Defense. Hang on. First he he of all, there are four of you and it. one of me. I'm, I'm <laughs> the only <laughs> Republican sitting here. Hang on a second. We're hey, not Republicans. Let's... We're Democrats. We're journalists. Oh,
0: oh. Hey, we're not Republicans. We're Democrats. We're journalists. Chuck Todd, I got to give you some credit, brother. Did you hear that in the background, Mr. Producer? He says, well, there's three of us. Three of us are. Three of us are. Meaning Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd's not going to hide it here. Well, there's three of us. Unbelievable. Chuck, I got to give you credit for this one. Because Andrea Mitchell's a fraud. I don't know if she's registered Democrat or not. I suppose not. But that's even more dishonest. We're not Republicans or Democrats. We're journalists. Oh, really, idiot? You're not that either. Go ahead. She says, I'm not going to touch that, baby. Meaning, you know, there's four of you, Andrea. There really are. Actually, Andrea is an American Marxist, in my humble opinion. But she sucks up to the Democrats. She spews the Democrat line. But, you know, it's actually Trump's fault that Putin invaded Ukraine. You know how we know this? Sarah Kenzior. Kenzior, a PhD, was on MSLSD. And she said so, so it must be. And she's on the Tiffany Cross show. Who's Tiffany Cross? A racist, bigot, no-talent buffoon. And I say that with all due respect. Hat tip, rumble, cut eight, Go!
2: With uh, right-wing extremists having an entire network to espouse There you go, this...
0: that's Tiffany. Hey, that's Tiffany Ross. There she is. Right-wing extremists have an entire network. Schmuck, go ahead.
2: Extremist beliefs and supporting, uh, essentially, an enemy of the United States. What does that mean for us? Supporting an they're...
0: enemy of the United States? Wait a minute. I thought critical race theoreticians like her hated the United States. These people are really schizophrenic, or worse, flat-out liars and morons. They hate America. How many ways do they have to tell us? Pull the statues down, burn the books, push racism in the classroom, white-dominant society, on and on and on. There they go, there they go. And now it's, look at their right-wing network. They hate America. You clown. You're on the Hate America network, MSLSD. Go ahead. It's not that they're
2: saying these things. It's that the huge audience they have that consumes these things. What? Yeah, and it's the. what?
0: Well, what? Go ahead.
2: Of that audience and the fact that they've been doing this, um, you know, for such, uh, you know, for such a long time. Trump was installed as the president of the United States. in oh, order.
0: Oh, to... Trump was installed. If you were to say Biden was installed on Fox, they'd yank your your number. If you were to say. Biden was installed on Cumulus. They'd they'd yank your number. But on MSLSD, Trump was installed in 2016. Don't you know? He was installed. Why? Because this Ph.D. that Tiffany Cross brought on the show. She knows this to be the case. Go
2: ahead. The alliances that were preventing Putin from achieving his goals. Ah, Shut
0: up, you idiot. You piled high and deep idiot. What is this? A freak show? Remember the bong show, Mr. was Or the gong show, wasn't it called? Maybe this is the bong show, but it's the gong show. This is the equivalent of the gong show here. One nitwit after another. Yes. Let's see about this one. We have... Uh... Timothy Snyder of the Eastern European historian. Let's go, cut twelve, go. And 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 he's speaking to. Uh, Mehdi Hassan. What? Mehdi Hassan. Cut twelve, go.
3: First of all, Tim, I don't know what resolve the Trump administration showed that Mike Pompeo is talking about when we see how Trump behaved with Putin. And suddenly now they're all pulling their punches. I mean, they. Hey, a- what is
0: Mehdi Hassan talking about? I, I must ask. What in the world is he talking about? Put his foot down on Putin, I thought. Putin didn't invade. You know, Trump said something at CPAC that you'll never hear on MSLSD or The Mothership, Comcast or NBC. You'll never hear on any of these clown shows. He said he's the only president of the last five presidents where Russia has not invaded a country. Did you hear that, Mr. Producer? And he's right. The last five presidents. George W. Bush. Georgia. Obama. Crimea. Trump. Nobody. Biden. Ukraine. I guess the last four presidents. He's the only one. He had a foreign policy that was enormously effective, and they keep trashing him. He's not president; Biden's president, and they keep trashing Trump. Go ahead, hypocrisy, these guys.
5: Well, that's what I mean when you about the difference between people who stand for
3: something and the people who stand for nothing. The people who stand for nothing. Ah, uh, can...
0: Timmy, Timmy Snyder, the Eastern European historian. You sound like a puke, may I say? You should be on the Tiffany Cross show. Timothy Snyder, everybody. Who's he? I have no idea. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Levin here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors, but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles sign up now at amac.us slash mark amac.us slash mark and for a limited time get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation don't miss out on this chance to make a difference folks with amac join today at amac.us slash mark amac.us slash mark and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free I understand, Mr. Producer, that Brian Stelter, B.S., Brian Helter-Skelter, and his sidekick, Oliver Darcy, Ollie, Ollie, uh, I understand that uh, he's afraid that he's going to lose his job because the new president of CNN, who is going to replace uh, Jeff Motherzucker, uh, wants them to get back to more news. Now, I don't believe that. This is a guy that used to be in charge of the morning schmo show and the Stephen Colbert Show. Are you aware of this, Mr. Producer? Does it sound like somebody who knows anything about news, let alone wants to get back to news? So I think Brian Stelter, Helter Stelter, B.S. Stelter, either has nothing to fear, or he'll wind up on his own feet, probably working for Chris Wallace. Where is Chris Wallace? Do you know, Mr. Producer? Does anybody know? Well... I guess the real question is, does anybody care? Just saying, I don't know. I sure hope people don't start turning off or get bored with what's going on in Ukraine. Nah, you mean they still haven't taken the capital? Oh, they're there. And their artillery now is firing on the city. And they have tanks. And they've got a lot. And they don't care if they kill children, women... Babies, meant none of it matters to them. A Putin is very angry right now because his army didn't do what he wanted it to do as fast as he wanted it to do it. And I don't think this guy can turn back at any cost. I could be wrong, but his ego is on the line and his life may be on the line because if they can't take Ukraine and hold it, well, there's a lot of Putins in Moscow. There's a lot of former KGB. There's a lot of of uh, secret type, uh, secret agency types there who would like nothing more than to topple him and take his position. He's surrounded by people like that, and they're in the shadows too. That's why these guys have to wipe out so many of their competitors and wipe out so many other people. Stalin would wipe out, you know, you'd have dinner with him, and the next thing you know, you'd be shot in the back of your head. Well, he didn't know it, but it would happen. So now you undertake an enterprise like Ukraine, and people think, well, how big a deal will that be, you know, that he can't take Ukraine? That's why I feel very concerned about the people in Kiev and these other cities, that he may have first had the view not to blow them off the face of the earth, but he may now just want to pummel the hell out of them. And I still think the people in Kiev are going to fight like hell. They want their liberty. They want nothing to do with Putin. They want nothing to do with that country. Nothing. God bless them. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers. We salute the people in Kiev, and we, we wish them all the best throughout Ukraine. And I will see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, the word is Americanism. America first.